What's up, you dirtbags? Luke and I are back in studio for a bonus episode. Uh, it's the episode that nobody asked for, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Um, because Luke has gone through some big changes, and we're going to back it up a little bit and kind of walk through it. So before we dive into that, Luke, welcome, man. It's good to see you again. Cheers, brother. Welcome back to the studio. I don't know. I'm, I got a drink here, but my back, my background is blurred, so... There you go. And, uh, and I'm on coffee because I, you and I are getting ready for a huge Dirtbags University tonight. Um, we're currently filming this on Monday and it's our first Dirtbags University. It's our webinar. We're going to roll out this model, um, education based, like I couldn't be more excited and we're getting a huge response from the Dirtbags and Dirtbagettes, uh, listening to. We got 30 fucking signups, dude. Hell yeah. And what was, what was our turnaround time? When did we put this was, out? Was this, was this was like, like two days? It was barely, I don't even think it was a full two days. It was like a day and a half. So shout out to Brandon on our team, producer Brandon, cranking out some graphics for us. Um, you know, I tried to do a botch job on the website and throw something together because Zoom wasn't working. So, you know, just the whole team coming together. And uh, I mean, I just couldn't be more excited for, it's 10 bucks to get in. So I think that's another piece is like, okay, if we're spending 10 bucks, we might as well like pay attention kind of thing. Yep. But We've got a full slate of speakers. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a night. It's a pretty pumped up lineup. Like it's in the, in the terms of stacking, it's definitely stacked. Oh yeah. yeah. She's stacked. And uh, yeah, I mean, cause it's, you know, you and I will kind of host the webinar and then we've got Taylor White from Ken White Construction, Dylan from D2 Contracting and James from Innovative Lawn and Landscape. So just powerhouses in the industry and kind of from, different areas too, and different areas in their business. So I think that's going to be electric, but the, so far the 30 people have signed up all over the country. Like, I think we've out of the 30, it's not all just like North Dakota and Ontario and Michigan. It's like, I think we've covered like 15 or 20 States right now. That's Hey, that's a good reach. I like that. I yeah. Like that. So, so the, that'll be cool. Yeah. What's up bonus on that too. We finally got our bank account set up <laughs> after what is it? It's been like six months. I think we've been trying to do longer. That. I think longer. Yeah. Somebody finally accepted us. So shout out to bell bank, bell bank. You're the King. I mean, they're set up in Fargo and Arizona. So it's like perfect. We can both go in the branch and like, you know, hit them up, but they're that small town bank feel, but they're actually gigantic. They're really big, big bank. So. But yeah, so Dirtbags University, keep an eye on, keep an eye out for it. Um, we'll probably plan on doing one a month and we'll keep it super exclusive. So it's like, we're not going to have the recording out after. Um, so basically it just encourages you to show up, you know, pay the 10 bucks or whatever the cost is, and then dive in, learn, educate yourself, but then come with questions. So it's going to be really cool. I know Luke, you and I have big plans for it. We can see this being like a huge meetup spot for contractors um of all different sizes and all different areas and i mean just a great place to uh educate yourself but also have a couple of drinks and have a good time amen to that i'm starting a little early but that's okay usually when i start early the conversation flows a little easier and off to the races so that's all right i can take over too if it gets a little sloppy <laughs> that's okay um, um, but yeah so the point of this podcast and like i said bonus episode um Luke, obviously you, you own black iron dirt. Most people know that 
most people know that you own Western Excavation in Bismarck, North Dakota. What a lot of people don't know is that just this last Friday, you you had a full-time job the entire time. And so now you are, I guess, officially self-employed, which you were the whole time, but now you don't have this, this job. And, and I know I have, you know, great things to say about, you know, you motors and where you're working at, but walk us through, I mean, we'll start with your last day on Friday, and then we'll kind of go back to the beginning of black iron and we'll kind of build it out through there. Okay. So last day would have been Friday. What, what, what day was that? Um, Friday, October, whatever day before the 24th, I can't remember offhand. Um, but I had, I, March 18th of 2018 would have been my first day there. So I was a little over four years. That would have been my fifth year there. Um, but yeah, man, kind of bittersweet. I mean, yeah. not really emotional, but like the atmosphere definitely changed to where like I, I texted, you know, obviously the two, the, the couple that owns it, Jill and Kale texted them, thanked them for everything. Um, my general manager, him and I had a pretty good heart to heart because they taught me a lot of what I know now. It's, it's weird how it kind of correlates, but like the sales side, the customer side, you know, follow-ups, things like that. I learned from you motors. So I got to go credit that all to them. So, I mean, it was definitely bittersweet, but I'm anxious to kind of get out and finally have some time. Cause before I had zero time, like absolutely yeah. zero. Okay. I mean, and you're not even being dramatic because most, most people listening had no idea that you had this full-time job on top of black iron, Western excavation having a little girl getting engaged yep. and the dirt bags. I mean, the yep. dirt bags is rocketing to the moon right now, but so I guess, did you not tell people on purpose or is it just kind of thing? Like it never really came up. I mean, cause even in our podcast, like we didn't even talk much about it up until this last podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about it and that's what sparked the idea for, for this bonus episode, just to dive into it. But was that something that you did on purpose, like just not really talk much about, or is it just kind of what it is? It was kind of, it was kind of both, honestly. Like I didn't really put it out there that I also had a full-time job just because like on my social medias, if somebody was looking me up, I didn't want, yeah. you know, and maybe it's bad to say, but I didn't want them to look at and say, oh, well, this guy's got a full-time job. Maybe he's not very serious or maybe he can't do what they say they can do, right? As far as like a business. So I tried to keep them as separate as possible. I know, you know, through the years, I, I ended up doing a lot of work for a lot of the people that, because I was, I was more of the marine sales guy there. I sold a lot of boats um, and that was pretty much it. So I ended up getting really good connections with people within the industry. And then I ended up doing work for them after. But as far as like, you know, Dylan, Dylan didn't even know that I worked at U-Motors. <laughs> like what? dude yeah no i just i just never brought it up i remember when like he first started um like he didn't even know and he didn't really ask we just kind of did our own thing and he asked what was going on and i remember he texted me one time and he was like dude how long are you like are you still working at e-motors and i was like yep no way and he's like how long have you been doing that and i was like ah about like three years now <laughs> so that was like a big shock but it, it's kind of like how will doesn't tell his name will what is it will um from Schuler. excavation yeah will Schuler. he didn't say his age i didn't really advertise that i worked yeah. at e motors just for the credit piece you know, or yeah. the credibility piece yeah dude and i 100 um feel that too because so when i started phaser um it took me 
two years ago, full-time. So I've only been full-time at Phaser for one year, you know, it's August of 2021, but so I didn't go around saying like, Oh, like I'm doing both of these things. Like I've got this full-time job. I'm trying to do things on the nights and weekends, but I knew that after the fact I could talk about it because it's like, it is a grind, but I, I think it's, and this goes in a lot to just marketing your business, but I think you always want to be bigger, feel bigger than you actually are. And it's not to deceive anyone or to lie to anyone. It's just to show them like, it, it gives you a better chance of getting that opportunity. And once you have that opportunity, knock it out of the park and it then it's smooth sailing from there. But to get that opportunity, I agree, especially in, in your line of work, they probably don't want to hire you if they're seeing you're working full time and you've got your your little skid steer doing side projects on the yeah. on Saturday night or whatever. But you also did have more, much more than just that because- it, it probably taught you how to build a system and build a business that this has to run when I'm at work. So let's, um, let's rewind all the way back. So, you know, you started black iron, um, who, how did you first get started? Cause you had a full-time job. Um, yep. were you doing all the work or did you bring somebody on right away? Okay. So all the way back, I think, you know, the day I like started would have been, I think it was like March 18th of 2018 is when I like filed for like my LLC. And I think the day after is is when I texted Kevin, my sales guy and was like, yep, I want to skid steer. You know, I was, I was recently unemployed. I didn't have any money in the bank. I know I talked about it on Aaron's podcast, but I had to borrow money from my mom to buy a trailer to move the skid steer. (laughs) So like I there was, there was no plan of action. There was nothing. I think I was just young, motivated, and I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's kind of where it started. Obviously having the full-time job. Um, I was very green. Like I was young. I still had a really big ego, which I shouldn't have. Cause I was, you know, I was, a, I wasn't worth anything. Right. So I yeah. shouldn't have had an ego. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's when I started. And then the projects that I would take on again, they were Saturday, Sundays is kind of when I would complete them. And then obviously I banked on snow removal. I remember I thought snow removal was going to be kind of like your ticket, my ticket winner, because when I first started at U motors, they were always like, you know, your spring summers and some of the falls are your busy months and then winter it's completely dead. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I can spend more time um, doing snow during, during the off season. And I remember the first year doing that, that's when I had my skid, I went and bought that skid from Dane. And then I rent or no, I, I was in a mini loader with the glacier boys. They put me in one and we put my two skids on the same route. So we were all together. Um, (laughs) and I remember I was gone like four days at a time. And Nate, my general manager, he, the day that I came back, I fucking eyes were bloodshot. I made it in at like nine 30. We usually start at nine and we were done at six and I got there and he, he looked at me and he goes, get in my office. I'm like, Oh God, like, what's this about? And prior. And I was like, now if I'm gone during snow, like it could be two, three days. Yeah. Um, so they were aware of it, but I remember going into the office with Nate, the general manager. And then Matt was my sales manager at the time. They were both like crossed their arms, kind of like shaking their head. And I was like, I just want to sleep at this point. And I remember they chewed me out. They're like, really? This, yeah. They're like, Luke, this is unacceptable. Like you either, you either kind of pick a path, either you're here or you're there. Like there's customers coming in and trying to get answers from you. 
and which at the time I was like, well, I give all, I give all of them my cell number. So they could have called me for sure. So, but they're like, we, you know, they're looking for answers. They want to buy this from you. A couple other, the sales guys are taking care of your customers. So it was kind of like a make or break moment where it's like, yeah. you're either here or not. So I think that was kind of a good, a good lesson to where I was like, okay, I need to build a system. So that obviously happened. It worked well the rest of the winter. Um, that spring is kind of when I started taking on some bigger projects and I was still by myself again, still doing the weekends. Um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, Saturday, Sunday's dedicated. We would, when I would sell a boat, I'd obviously have to deliver them. Um, and at this point I had my pickup that was wrapped black iron. And so when I would deliver these boats, people would be like, did you borrow somebody's truck to deliver right. this or like what? And I'm like, no, I actually own that. And after I'm done here, I got to go grade a guy's yard back in Fargo. So it started to get a little conflictive at that point. Yeah. What were, um, what were some of the bigger jobs that you had mentioned? Like when you started realizing like, wait, these are a little bit bigger. Were they grading jobs or land managing jobs or? Yeah, it was, there was, there was grading. There were some land management jobs. And then we, that's kind of when we transitioned into like rock, rock retaining walls. You know, yeah. there wasn't a lot of people offering that service at the time. And I remember that's kind of when we built our, or my website at the time. Mm -hmm. So, or we were, excuse me, we were talking about it. Um, cause that's when kind of you had started as well. Yeah. Cause and shout out to phaser. It's our three-year anniversary today, our birthday or whatever you call it. So yeah. Cause that would have been, I remember you'd reached out in November and you were yep. going to be our very first client. Yep. And then you get, I got the call. I was like the third person to know. Yep. So that was, that was that following. So that would have been 2019 summer, obviously still on my own coming into the fall, kind of banking on snow again. Um, I remember that's when we were kind of having the conversation. I was like, Luke, I need a website. I kind of want to build this. And what was it like a week or two weeks after we had that conversation? Yeah. Boom. Riley and I are pregnant. Uh, we weren't married. We had been dating. I think we had been dating for like two, two years at the time, yeah. you know? So really early on, really young. Um, and I remember that call and yeah, you were the third person to know. Yeah. I, I felt honored but at the same time. I was like, damn, that sucks. Cause this is our first client. <laughs> this is my first client. He's back. Cause I, I remember the conversation. I was like, Luke, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I might have to sell my stuff. And I remember I told my, my cat sales guy too about it. And he was like, you know, Luke, I think you should probably hang on. And I yeah. did. Um, but then that winter is when COVID hit. So 2020 is kind of when I remember I was in a loader and people kept making those memes about the coronavirus and how yeah. Corona was like, paying to have it called like the Bud Light virus or something. And I, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't think anything would really become of it. Cause I was like, ah, oh, it's overseas, whatever that spring, obviously shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, I was, I was still, yeah, I was still on my own at that time. Yeah. That, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I was still on my own at that time. Again, just doing weekend projects, still full-time at U motors. But that's when there was like a big transition period in, you know, buyer spending to where like you motors side was so busy because everybody wanted, you know, boats, they wanted four wheelers, they wanted side by side. Yeah, something you know? to do outside. Yeah, because they couldn't go anywhere. So that was like a huge shift to where, you know, I can, I'll talk numbers like my first year, I think I made like 50 grand was selling, you know, but then after that it, you know, your, your income basically just exploded. 
So yeah. I was like, I can't give this up. So I kept doing that obviously through that year into the, into the fall. And then that's when Dylan and I had kind of started to talk. Um, and then obviously that spring he came on full time, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, and then, oh, I mean, most people should know the story from then basically took Dylan on. And then from there, you know, that's when black iron really started to take off in the bigger projects and we yeah. took on more people and now we're here. Um, but yeah, I know they're like one of the main questions people ask me and they still don't understand like when Riley, my fiance, Riley, she used to work at a home builder in town. And I remember her coworkers asked her, they're like, well, if Luke does this dirt thing, why is he still at U Motors? You know, why is he still doing this? And the simplest answer is I was making ungodly money at U Motors yeah. where I, I couldn't give it up. And it, it honestly helped us grow. And I, obviously yeah. that's probably you know some people are like oh that's greedy to say or you know you're you're double dipping or whatever but i was like i don't care you know it's working so well and my thing on that too is like it's not like the grass is greener when you go full time because because black iron was growing and black you know like these things were happening were rolling your job at U motors like technically you were growing because your income was growing you're growing as like a sales professional and it's like, why not stay there? I mean, I looking at it now, especially, I don't see any downside to like staying there. But I think the big ticket and the big key to that was there had to be some flexibility yeah. at your at your job because there was stuff that pop popped off all the time, I'm sure, of just you having to head out to a client or you having to go fix something or check something out. But um that role of like the sales role, it it probably helped that you were a little more free flowing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I mean, shout out to, you know, them for allowing me to have, you know, some of that freedom to where they were very relaxed. And again, my, the sales manager that I had was fantastic. He, he, he was so supportive of what I was trying to do. And, you know, I remember this is probably bad to say, but there was multiple nights he went through kind of a tough divorce. Um, and I remember he would stay at the shop. He would sleep in a pontoon and it was, it was tough on him. So I remember a couple nights we would go like way, way after hours at like nine at night. And we would just drink in the showroom, which is probably not good. But like, I remember we both had to call Ubers to get home multiple nights. Cause like we, we were stumbling. We had the most fun and like the most, the best conversations. So that is something I'll always remember. But yeah, he like from those conversations, I think he, I think he kind of understood, you know, what my, basically my passions were. Cause I just, poured my my heart out to this guy. And so that was, that was a huge benefit for him to be supportive on the back end. I just have to be very upfront and communicate with him what was going on. You know, I had to be, that's honestly, I learned how to schedule, you know, how to prioritize time and make sure if, you know, if somebody was coming in to look at things, I had to make sure I had enough time to, you know, coordinate that, make sure the guys had everything that they needed and so forth. So that was huge. Yeah. And shout out to you guys for grabbing Ubers because I mean, I, I love that too. I I've had many jobs where we've done that. We've stayed late in the office or we've stayed late, you know, worked at, um, for minor league baseball team, many nights we'd stay oh, late yeah. and just like go hit BP, like a few drinks in and stuff. But you know, it's like, that's like where you can really connect with your manager or your boss. And yeah, let's get on the same page, especially in sales. If you can get on the same page and we're like, Hey, the more you sell, the more we're going to make, the more you're going to make, the more we're just going to have a great time and be happy. And yep. 
That's why I just love sales so much. And the great thing about business is it's all sales and it's all people relationships and just like providing that value. So I think, yeah, the, the lessons and the work you've put in at U Motors has just been invaluable and just building up the businesses from there. But it, it's just crazy that, you know, you went that long and yeah. it's, it's very, very impressive. So that's why, you know, we had to shoot this bonus podcast episode because we had to let, had to let everyone know, like, you know, for one, obviously give you some insight on your story, but two, quit complaining. Sometimes, you know, some people, they, they think they've got it very tough, but I think it is good to show that there are other ways to do things. Um, it doesn't have to be just this one street you have to go down and that just shows, I mean, you get creative. I mean, you've got the dirt bags, you've got a couple excavation companies, you've got, I know even other businesses besides construction going on. So it's just cool to see like when push comes to shove, like you're going to make it happen. Yeah. Well, and that's just the entrepreneur spirit. Not to, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Um, honestly, I didn't know shit about business at, obviously I, I went to school for business at the, at the tech college I went to, and I didn't learn a whole lot and I'll credit it to, to my sales manager again. Um, he owned actually, it's weird how it kind of works, but like you motors kind of bred entrepreneurs, Matt, he hmm. owned, or my sales manager, I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name or not, but he owned a bar. He bought a bar in Iowa where he was from when he was 20 years old and he had, hmm. he had owned it. And, you know, I think he sold it in like 2021, but it was super cool. Cause I got to listen to like his stories and how he did it. Obviously he had a partner and he was Matt or yeah, Matt was full-time uh, U motors when he still owned and operated this bar. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just really cool. And, you know, the support system was huge, but yeah, definitely learned a lot. And I think that's why I know the companies that we have that I have are going to be so successful just because of those traits that I, you know, and I'm just talking myself here from that different company. Right. Yeah. Do you think, and maybe this is why we're so amped up and juiced about the dirt bags is because we went through very similar um, beginnings with our businesses of like, just kind of grinding it out and figuring it out. And, and we're still, you know, it does sometimes feel like you're on an Island and you're alone in some places, but uh, I think personally, I think that's why I'm so jacked up about dirt bags is because we're giving people of all sizes and um, in the construction industry, like a platform to go listen to, but also something to learn from. And yep. like, we definitely don't know everything, but we, we try and try our best to bring on the people that do know more than we do. And then like extract that from them in like a below surface level type of conversation. A hundred percent. And the fun thing about it is too, I think the dirt bags is so different because we're such a, it's such an uncommon way of learning, right? What other place can you go? And I know we both done it before where we're both like, Luke, I'm kind of drunk on this podcast. Maybe we should stop. I don't know another yeah. place where you can do that. And people are like, hell yeah, that's super cool. Whether it's, you know, people like us listening, there's big yeah. corporations that have reached out to us because they're impressed. There's colleges that want you to speak. They want us to speak. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just a, you know, a different way of trying to bring value to the dirt world, like you had said. Yeah. And there's, there's obviously somewhat of a line, but it, it, it is important too, to just be yourself and be your personality. Like I, I don't say things that I wouldn't say 
otherwise, you know? And so I think just knowing that you don't need that filter, I think really helps our guests as well and helps you. I know you let it fly quite a bit and I think that's perfect. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in this, you know, marketing agency group and one of the guys is, he's just killing it right now. Uh, I forget his niche, but it's like remodeling or whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, but I haven't taken vacation in two years. Like I just, every, every day I get home from work, I just want to have like a big glass of bourbon. I'm like, dude, you need a podcast (laughs) where you can drink and it's like accepted and not, you know, and you just, that's what we do. And we love it. Cause then it blurs that balance of like, dude, I'm just having a blast, but we're technically doing business right now with everyone listening with the education stuff. And I'm like, dude, you got to get a podcast where you can drink and it's, it'll be a lot of fun because then it's get a podcast you can listen to and drink with. Yeah. Cause then it's not like, you know, cause you you don't want to be in like the, uh, I don't know, like the, the downer where you're just drinking just because you need to feel something like you, you, want to do it like for fun and like have a good time and have a drink with others and like share that. But um, yeah, you don't want to get into the just drinking by yourself because you work so hard and you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I told him get a podcast like the dirt bags. It's the greatest thing. And that's probably a good time to clarify. You or I don't have a drinking problem. We do a podcast every two weeks and that's probably the only time I have a couple, you know, I am, I maybe, I mean, if we go out, or wherever for dinner, I'll have a couple, but I mean, we're not alcoholics. We do it just because that's the brand of the podcast too. Yeah. yeah. I think if I gave an inside look at my life, it would be, um, just basically Monday nights when we record is just like, that's my drinking, yep. you know, I, I, I can imagine your recycling bin and I bet it's just LaCroix <laughs> and work zone coffee. Dude, yeah. Shout out works on too, by the way. I mean, they're keeping me going, but yeah, dude, I, I usually reserve my drinking for like every two weeks, you know, we got our podcast. I'll put down one or two glasses. I'm like, all right, this, this is feeling, feeling good. Feeling but good. other than that, man, it's just like maybe a bachelor party or maybe, yeah. I don't know, a college reunion or something, but I try and I, I don't know. I I'm in bed by nine 30 every night. So it's not Same. that crazy. Same. Yeah. There's some nights where Ryan and I are in bed at like eight because Lila is on a spurt to where she likes to wake up at like four 35 right now. So, but yeah, I I'm with you. Yeah. And we've got, um, cause now that we're getting busier with the dirt bags, we're starting to schedule out a few more podcasts and, uh, get, get a little bit busier with that. So I know next week we've got two back to back and they're pretty big podcasts. podcasts and yeah, they're very big. And so I'm like, okay, like what, what are we drinking on the first one? Like, how do we get yep. warmed up and all that? Cause you definitely don't want to be a mess. No, for yeah, the do, second we have one. To, do we have to do like half water, half whiskey or something just to get us through? Cause that, that'll probably be like a four hour stint. Yeah. And it will be sitting, talking, having a good time. I mean, it definitely doesn't suck. I would say that like, it, it's great. And then shout out to Brandon again. I mean, Luke and I don't have to sit there and edit everything. So we, in my opinion, we get to do the fun part. We get to talk, banter, have a couple drinks, and uh, Brandon makes us look good. Brandon makes he does his best. He has to do some work, but he uh, he does his best to make us look good, and he does a great job. So it, yeah, it goes back to the original mission of why we started the dirt bags is you know delivering that organic, relaxed content that people actually want to hear, diving in deep, but delivering it in a way that's like consumable because. 
yes, we could sit here for four hours and just banter and go back and forth, but you know, you're not going to get anything from it. So we want to have a clean website, actual resources you can get, podcasts that get the point across, but also are very relatable and fun. And, and you know, also have guests on that people want to hear from. And um, I think that's been a game changer for us. And I think having a podcast that's not so monotone, you know, that actually has some, I'll call it flair, some flair within the conversations to where people actually enjoy listening to it. I know there's a lot of them that I used to love to listen to, to now I'm like, it's so stale. Like it's probably some really good information, but I have to literally keep my eyes open or my fucking ears open to even get to that point. Excuse me. Yeah. I think you have to be, you got to keep people on their toes too. And I think as a podcast host, I mean, it makes it even more fun because it's sometimes because yes, you want to do a, a lot of preparation and we do a ton of research and preparation before, but we also don't like write down our questions word for word, because I think there's too much preparation you can go into. What was that? Too scripted. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of it's just like going with the flow of the conversation, but also, you know, and Luke, you and I talk about this a lot, but how do we get more out of the the guest or whoever we have on and how do we, you know, okay, yes, they start talking about their fleet, but okay, how did you get that? You get there? Yep. How, like, let's talk dollars and cents. And I know the listeners appreciate that a ton because that those are the messages we get. It's like, that was great, but can we dive in deeper? Or can you do a podcast episode on that topic? And it's like, I think it's just our job to try and get as much out as possible in like a way that's not, you know, rude. Yeah. Well, you're expressing the takeaways, right? There's obviously takeaways in every podcast, but you have to emphasize those too. Yeah. You know, so... Speaking of emphasizing takeaways, I know you kind of asked that question before we hopped on, um, but like takeaways from you motors that I know that if anybody's kind of look or if they don't know like where they want to be and if they want to go into like different industries, I'm going to plug sales, get a job in oh. sales because it doesn't matter what industry you are, you are always going to be a salesperson and there's shitty salespeople and there's really good salespeople. And I feel like the better salesperson you are, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dirt guy, but I'm still selling myself to people. You know, I told you of an instance today that happened to where you just, you have to learn to read people's conversation types. And I feel like sales is a really good place to start on learning that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you're, and I'll, I'll just call it success, but you know, your success with black iron and your businesses, it, it didn't come from just, Oh, we hired phaser and they took it over and they just, yep they do everything for us. It's not even close to that, but you know, it's, it's you as a business owner, like continuously going out, shaking hands, like walking in the door. Cause you, was it a GC today? Like a new There's one that GC, you hadn't yep. seen yep. walked well, in the door. I've seen no, him, but connect- I've never talked to him. Yep. I can, I, I can, I, it was weird. I was, I was driving and I was going, we just bought a low boy trailer and the trailer shop that it was by, I was going to pick up the title from um, and I drove by and I, and I had never really like known where they were. I've seen their stuff around, but then when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, I should, you know, see, you know, I could, let me check my LinkedIn. Let me see if there's anybody in town that I can connect with or match with, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> don't say match. Yeah. Don't say match. I, I, yeah. Connect. Um, lo and behold, there was two guys right away that I, you know, connected with. And I was like, I should, let me, let me stop by. I want to give these guys cards. 
Um, so obviously after I was done with the trailer shop, I, I swung in there, um, going through the front door, looked at the front desk. It was, you know, dim, nobody was there. And there was a guy coming in behind me. Um, and he comes in and he goes, Hey, you know, anything I can help you with. And I, and I told him why I was there. I said, Hey, um, I was driving by and I, I just wanted to drop off some cards. I connected with two of your PMs here earlier on LinkedIn and just kind of wanted to tell them a little bit more of what we're about, who we are, that type of thing. And it ended up being the owner of the general contractor firm. And so I was like, hold when he like told me that, cause I kind of went on a tangent of like, you know, black iron Western, what we do, you know, Cole as a partner in Western, what he does. And I was like, I, you know, I apologize. I didn't mean to really kind of run off there. And I, you know, you know, what's your name and what do you do? And he goes, well, my name is so-and-so and well, I own the place. And, I, and it took me back. I was like, oh, fuck. Yes. Shit. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> so we, I mean, he took me into his office and hey, we bullshitted for a while, but it's weird how instances like that can happen just in the most random spots and the most like out of place times. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, we were talking about this before too, but you know, he's probably been working with people his whole life. I mean, you know, contractors and uh, you name it, he, he's just had those relationships, but then to see somebody that's yeah young and ambitious and he's, and you're not asking to, Hey, give me a million dollars worth of work. You're just introducing yourself. This is what we do. This is, you know, if at anything toss us on your bid list, we'll see if we can help you out. And I mean, just for him to see that and see you in there, it, it makes, it gets me pumped up too, because if I were him and I saw that, I'd be like, hell yeah, at the very least, let's toss him on the list. And if he um, over delivers, like, absolutely, we're going to give him some more work. So, I mean, it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because it, a lot of people just think it's one thing, or there's one marketing tactic to do in your business, but it, there's so many, it's this omnipresence of, okay, you walking in, you having these sweet business cards, you slap one of those on the table you shake his hand. Can we sound one here really yeah. quick? Oh, that, man. That was, that was beautiful. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Do one, one more. One more. I think it fell. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I got to get a little angle. You ready? I'll turn the mic. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound. Let's try it one more time. Hopefully they can hear it. Either way, it's metal. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. pretty sweet but it's it's the whole thing and you know yeah. you going in having a good handshake saying you know just talking about what you do but also asking the questions of what they do like how can we help and then you know he's probably going to check out your website his pms are going to see that you connected them on linkedin they're going to see what you're doing for your business for your industry all these things so having that full circle um effect that omnipresence marketing is what you're looking for then i'm sure in three weeks one of them's going to be driving they're going to see black excavator or black skid or whatever it is with your branding on it. It just, you want it all to kind of connect. Correct. And I mean, good for you, man, for never settling. I think that's a big thing is people are like, okay, yeah, we're at million dollars in revenue. Like we can just take our foot off the gas. Yeah. yeah. But I always think even if you don't want to increase your revenue, like why not keep your foot on the gas to like increase your margins or to do the work that you want to do or to, you know, whatever it is, whatever you want to do, like there's always, you can always improve it. Oh, hundred percent. And that that's, well, there's two points that you kind of brought up. The first point being now not having that safety net of the motors employment. Now yeah. I can really, I really need to dive into our numbers and I'm going to trim the fat. You know, what is making us money? Yeah. What is not making us money? You know, Taylor said it really well to where 
you are not married to anything other than, you know, making money for your business. Your business is what yeah. keeps you alive. If there's something that's not making you money, it's not personal, whether it's a person or a machine or whatever it may be, but you got to get rid of it. There's, there's no point in keeping it. So that's, that's going to be my next project over the couple months and try to figure a lot of that out. So. Yeah. And he, he had that good example of winter time. Like his, his yep. employees are always like, Hey, are, are we on for winter? Are we on? He's like, guys, you know, I will let you know. I have no idea right now. And it's, mm-hmm. it's more of just, it is a numbers game. And he's like, he, I love how blunt he was with it. Cause he's like, I'm not going to let my family business that's been going on for decades mm-hmm. fail because I tried to keep a few people on, on for the winter season. And yep. I love it because I think a lot of people are scared to say that because, you know, it's, they care about people so much, but also it, it is kind of just a matter of fact. It's like, when you rephrase it like that, it's like, would you let your business fail if it meant keeping somebody on for that season? It's like, yeah, well, is it, you know, is it, no, yeah, no, not, not, <laughs> no, not a change. Right. Yeah. You know? So it, it, and that honestly, that takes some balls for him to say that. Cause there are a for lot sure. of people that really try to people please and beat around the bush, but it's so true. And I think he's done a really good job too, as far as like his brand to yeah. where it's, a, it's not a competition. I don't think to get employees, but it almost draws people back in and is like, well, I want to be part of what he's doing. If I've got to, yeah. you know, if I've got to do something in the meantime to, you know, supply myself, whatever, so be it. But as soon as he's back up and running, I want to prove myself to where maybe I could be more valuable or I could stay on through the winter or show my skills this way, you know? So I think. I think he's done a fun, fantastic job on that. Yeah. And if you want to complain about, you know, that one person not having the job, it's like, okay, there was, there were four employees four years ago and now there's 20 some, I mean, yeah. we're, 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 we're going the other way here. We're arguing about the wrong thing. Like we're adding right. jobs, like he's adding jobs. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Like you know, we're all building this engine, you know, and then having people come in and yeah, if they're happy, they're going to stay. And if they're not, they're going to leave. And what, Personally, I think what we've seen, you, myself, and Taylor, of course, is just, yeah, if you build a good brand and exciting culture and future plans, I mean, you're going to have people that want to work with you. Yep. The second point to that then is, you know, working on not in your business. To explain that a little bit, like when I was at U Motors, I was working on my business, right? I was, yeah. I was not part of any of the day-to-day. I was, you know, when it was slow, I would sit at my computer and I send invoices, I'd create schedules, whatever. But like to the business development piece, kind of like what you were talking about earlier to where Phaser's not a one-stop like, hey, you want to do 2 million in revenue? You're doing a million? Yeah, sign us up. We'll build you a website. We'll get you to that 2 million. Right. You know, you have to get your boots on the ground. You have to you have to business develop your business. You are the for salesperson sure. for your company. And I feel like a lot of people don't put in that time or maybe the system isn't quite there that allows them to, but it's their responsibility to figure out how they can do that. Yeah, I know Aaron, I can't remember which episode it was, but he talked a lot about that, Aaron Witt, um, about, hey, like as a business owner, like you do need to like pull yourself back a little bit and get your head above water and look around and be like, okay, where are we going next? Or what's our next play or what's our next strategy? Who are our people? What's our culture? And a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know, they don't love that idea. They love being the operator. And I think there are ways around that, you know, you can bring somebody in or maybe it's um, your significant other that kind of handles more of the business admin business development. So I think there's definitely ways around it where there are true operators out there that will always be operators and 
that won't ever change. But I do think it's very important to, yeah, pull yourself back, take a look around, work on the business, not in the business. For me, it's one day a week, you know, Thursdays are my CEO days. I, no matter what, I just try and cancel all my meetings and I am working on the business because then we can make pivots. We can think about podcast topics. We can take a look at our finances, trim the fat, things like that. Also add some fat. I mean, we don't talk enough about that. Um, We do some things that a lot of businesses would say is stupid, is very questionable, is a waste of money, but we're in it for the long haul too. Um, So I just call adding fat. Like we, there's definitely some cuts we need to make, but at the same time too, I'm like, I'm not planning for year three. I'm planning for year five, year 10 and uh, where where we want to be. No, definitely. Do you, there was a guy in Fargo. He, he was probably one of all. Yeah. He was easily probably one of the wealthiest guys in Fargo. He was our neighbor at the lake. And I remember we would have him over. My, my parents love the guy, super nice guy. Um, and he would out the first thing he would say, doesn't matter who you were, but you would like, you know, Hey, how you doing? His name was ACE ACE. How you doing? Um, how you been? He goes good. And then he'd look at you and he'd say, are you writing down your goals? And like, you, you wouldn't be talking about anything about goals that, but that was the first thing that he would ask you. Um, and you're like, no, you know, we're here to have some stakes, but do you want me to write down my goals? But he was so religious on writing down his goals. Yeah. And like he was, you know, one year, three year, five year, 10 year, write those down. Cause he's, yeah. and I remember I got into him one night, we were out on, we were out on the water. We had a couple cocktails in us. And, and again, whenever I have a couple cocktails, I just fully unloaded on him on questions. Yeah. And I remember he was like, Luke, you got to visualize, you know, what you're doing. The only way you can visualize it is if you're writing them down, if you're writing them down, then you see them. I said, oh, see, right there. Bingo. Luke's writing them down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Got to post it up. Dude, it like straight up. And I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then I remember, and for anybody that hasn't, and I don't know, this is, this is kind of controversial as far as like the belief side, but he told me to watch. It's called The Secret. Have you ever heard of that? No. Watch it. After we get off the podcast, I want you to watch it and I want your feedback about it. I'm not going to say what I thought of it. I'm not going to say what I just want you to watch it and let me know what you think, because it had some really good points and I'm not going to say which you're, ones. Cause you're again, saying, it is a little, yeah, dude, it you're, is a little, you're giving me too much already. Yeah. It is a little controversial, uh, depending on what your beliefs are, but all I'm saying is watch it. So, yeah, no huge. I mean, I I'm not like, I never, I shouldn't say that. Um, I struggled with writing my goals down. I think I was always goal oriented, but I'm not like super analytical, Uh, But yeah, what I've learned is um, what gets measured gets accomplished and yeah, write down your goals. And so this year I've been working hard on that is just writing them down because then I have to look at it every day and I I'm very competitive. So I think I just hate, you know, losing. And so I I look at it, I'm like, damn, I should just get that done and cross it off. But um, if anyone's looking for a little bit of framework, I have a quick tip here. Um, I use six different categories for, for my goals. It helps me break it out. And I just do one goal for each one. Keeps it super simple. Um, I've got physical goals, relational goals, career goals, financial goals, environmental goals, and spiritual goals. For me, those six, it just kind of helps me break it out. It can be anything you want inside that, but that way I'm like working on one of those six throughout the year. And, um, 
Yeah, and I know if I complete all six of those, I had a pretty damn good year. Really good year. Then it's time to it's time to fucking draw bigger goals if you're completing those Dude, in one year, right? The the B hag, the big yeah. hairy audacious goal. You gotta have one of those. You gotta have it to where it almost scares the shit out of you. Oh yeah, for sure. But and and then yeah, I mean, I'm gonna talk about that here because in two weeks I'm trying to hit my B hag and uh we're a little a little far away from it. So <laughs> after after if I hit it, I'm not saying I'm not going to hit it, but I'm going to do my best to hit it. But after I'm going to talk a little bit about it and why it's so important to have one, because what I'm seeing is that even if we fall short, we came so far and it's just like, set your sights high because you fall a hair short, you're going to be pretty high up still. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And maybe I'll, I, I don't know for people listening, maybe I should rephrase, um, Obviously, the guy had a lot of wealth to him, but that wasn't the important side of it. He was just a very, very good family friend, had a lot of information, and that's why he he had passed away here this last year. Um, but yeah, great guy. So I'll clarify that up a little bit. Yeah, it's not all about money. I mean, correct. And that's why like the categories help, like relational goals, like mm-hmm. different things like that. It's just it's uh, you know, there's more to life than just money. But if yeah. we are talking about business and we're talking about financials like might as well dive into that. So definitely. I agree. I agree. Well, I but, think, I think that kind of recaps about what this episode was about. Luke is, you know, again, I'm, I'm fully self-employed. The dirt bags are going to be better than ever. We got more time and our guests are only, I mean, we've had some phenomenal guests. I shouldn't say our guests are getting better and better, but I feel like our conversations are going to get better and better because you and I kind of understand what people want now. Yeah. And it helps. I mean, the only way we can understand what people want, want is like the feedback we get. And I think everyone's been very good about that. Just like shooting us a message on Instagram, shooting us a text, whatever. And just saying like, awesome episode. It'd be cool in the next one. If you could dive more into X or Y and just, it, it really helps us because yeah, Luke, you and I started in February. We've done a few podcasts before that, but it's like, Hey, the only way you can get better is if you get started, you get rolling and you figure it out from there. This whole Dirtbags University thing, we could sit on it for another year, two years and try and perfect this whole course and everything. But we're like, nah, we're going to do this in two days and yep. <laughs> figure it out. Right. Yep. And I think it's going to go really well. And I think the future ones are going to go even better just because we're going to learn what was good and what wasn't good on them. So yeah, who knows? We might start our own college, Dirtbags yeah. University. I mean, online tuition could be a thing Honestly, you've been you've been asked to speak at multiple colleges luke so i mean you could be you could be professor eggerbrown so oh i don't know about that we could we could have our own dirtbags university uh football team or something there um, we go can you mow it in your backyard like you did it in grade school oh yeah i think the goalposts are still up there so we could have team practices and we'll have dirt bags from all around like the country like fly in and just to get some practices going yeah. and yeah be fun i'm in i'm in but cool. Well, got a little sidetracked at the end, but that's what we do. So um, yeah. that's a wrap for this bonus episode. Uh, we've got, yeah, Dirtbags University. We're going to jump on that here. Keep keep up, uh, yeah, shooting us messages, following our podcast, listening to the episodes, recommendations. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's keep this train moving. Let's fucking do it, Dirtbags. Cheers, Luke. All right. Cheers.